What a Circus is a podcast that invites you to join in on our high school book club. You can find links to our monthly podcasts on our Twitter page at Galena Library. Our original music is by Darren and Carson Elquist, and original art is by Katya Rogers. Chapter 1 Staking the Big Top. Charles Bukowski once wrote the following, We are all going to die. All of us. What a circus. That alone should make us love each other, but it doesn't. We are terrorized and flattened by trivialities. We are eaten up by nothing. As a high school teacher and librarian, I observe teens all day, every day, and I would venture to say many are indeed being eaten up by nothing. It's not nothing to them, of course. I once broke up a nasty fight between two 15-year-old girls and the cause. One hadn't liked the other's Facebook post. But, just like not everyone likes peas, not every teen is so easily shattered by such trivialities. Teens kind of get a bad rap these days, and there is a lot of talk about what we, as adults, can do to save them from themselves. And while I'm not an expert, I would venture to say many teens are not as lost as we think they are. Many are keenly aware that much of the world is a darn mess, and many more are striving to figure out what they can do to fix that mess. This process can take many forms, and one of those forms is our book club. I host it in the school library, and anywhere from 8 to 20 students attend twice a month during their lunch to read books and then talk about what they've learned from them. Literature can be a means of, if not totally escaping the terror of teenhood, a reprieve. It can illuminate and enlighten. This year, we would like to share our discussions and evolution with you by way of this podcast. We have purposefully chosen nine books that range in topics from war to climate change to religion to mental health to sexuality to social justice. These are the topics teens are talking about, and so we want to explore them with the help of a character who can make us see the inner workings, who can explain more deeply than a news story maybe what it is like inside of a life like that. These teens are reading literature in order to grow. Can literature be at least part of a bridge that helps us to love one another instead of terrorizing one another? Join the conversation by listening in on our thoughts as we explore stories different from our own. We are all going to die, all of us. So let's do what we can to live better in the meantime. Join us for What a Circus, our podcast that invites you to join a group of teenagers as they explore literature to help them see past the trivialities and lead fuller, more meaningful lives. These teens are opening themselves up and inviting you to listen, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, I'm Lisa. I'm Audrey. I'm Aubrey. (laughs) It's Chloe. I'm Rochelle. I'm Hannah. I'm Alina. I'm Alyssa. I'm Ms. Black. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the book club, or the members present that day. It fluctuates as kids get busy and high school is full of pulls in all directions. So let me take a quick minute to introduce myself too. I'm Ms. Black. 
the librarian at Galena High School in Reno, Nevada. I'm very lucky to have landed possibly the best job on the planet, and I love nothing as much as listening to young people connect their own lives to literature. And if a podcast can help to broaden that circle, then I am happy to put it together. Also, please excuse the sound. We are in the early stages, and equipment is hard to come by in public schools, so for now, our phones are doing the heavy lifting. Also, our library is a very busy place, so I doubt we'll ever be recording in silence. It's a bit of a circus, as is life. Still, I hope you can hear what these young people have to say, and I hope you enjoy thinking about these questions, too. As a wrap-up to last year's book club meetings, we read Barbara Kingsolver's masterpiece essay titled Jabberwocky, about the role of the artist in society. Here, some of the students discuss how the things they read make them more empathetic in a world where it is all too easy to just tune it all out. (laughs) One of the big messages I loved from this passage was the power of fiction is to create empathy. That was a quote on page 231. Why I liked it so much because she or he was talking about how you could see statistics of like a thousand people dying from war and you would feel sad, right? Like, oh, that sucks. But you could take one of those hundred people who've experienced that trauma and write from their perspective from that war and you get a whole different level of lens of how the war was actually and it really sees how reading was a big, important thing. You know, one of my favorite things I love about like, like novels is <coughs> history. Like, literature and history reflects off of what was happening. So if there are books showing how what was happening in the war, the perspectives of it, you really see an unfiltered perspective rather than, like, the news. Because there's a lot of biases in the news. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it kind of transports you to, like, another world, and it's kind of, like, detached from reality. So you're not really... It's like taking a very, very small portion of a huge, huge, huge statistic and I think it makes it a lot easier to comprehend and to empathize with, like, the tragedy and the numbers. A number can only tell, like, so much of a story. Yeah. But, like, when you get in-depth with your wording and, and telling the story, that's how people are able to empathize. Yeah. As a former English teacher turned librarian, I was interested to hear what books had stuck with them so far. We read Alan Grant's YA novel, Refugee, together last year, and so I wasn't surprised to hear it pop up. Books like that and Tim O'Brien's The Things They Carried are hard to shake. Do you guys feel like has any book that you've read ever changed, changed the way you thought about something? Either something, someone, some issue. The book, the things the sh- carried away, carried on, the things they carried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the novel, the juniors are reading. That's so interesting how like the war can like affect you psychologically, and how these people were just one guy, Rat Kylie, was just like beating up, up like torturing a baby buffalo, like didn't kill it, like was shooting off ears, like oh making gosh. it fall, come back up because he lost a friend. And like you could just see, like you could see statistics of how like war affects you mentally, but it's like that one example is gonna carry on for with me forever because it was just so different, it was so weird. And I would have known if I didn't read the book. Like the refugee book, I think that was like the most recent or one of the most recent books that we read. Mm-hmm. I really just 
Like, I had an idea, like, I sympathized with them, but I didn't really empathize, and I couldn't really place myself there, because we live in such a privileged world that, like, I can't really comprehend, like, not having a home or, like, bombings every day, like, in my city, until we read Refugee, and then, like, the Syrian boy, I forget his name, but when he was, like, yeah, yeah, when he was describing his story, like, it really, um, I can't think of the word starts with an R. Resonates with me. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that seems to come up again and again is their surprise that the adults in the room, the leaders of our schools, cities, nations, can't seem to get along, can't seem to compromise. Listen to these teens talk about what frustrates them currently in politics. Yeah. And I think, like, why people don't want to talk about politics is because it's hard. Politics is very hard because there are always two sides to every story, or even more than two sides sometimes. And I think that's a huge part of why people don't want to talk politics is because it's hard. It's not easy, and there's always going to be people bumping heads. And that's why I feel like today in our politics, it's a lot of arguing and not coming and finding middle ground yeah. and finding a solution where both sides can be somewhat happy. So, yeah. It's not bipartisan anymore. Mm -mm. It's, just, it's, it's one or the other, and that's that's hard because, like Lisa said, you have to be open-minded, and with the solution, there should be like compromises to fit both sides. Yes, it is hard. But when I meet bi-weekly with these teens, I get that warm, fuzzy hope in my gut. Maybe they will find that elusive compromise after all. Maybe they will learn to talk more openly and expertly with one another. Maybe they will be able to make things just a little bit better because they have allowed the artist to speak to them and to show them what empathy really looks like. In August, we will be recording the YA novel Let's Go Swimming on Doomsday by Natalie C. Anderson about a 16-year-old Somali refugee who is forced to become a child soldier. All students are welcome. The book club is open-armed about new members. And if you can't join, feel free to follow our conversations this way. We will put out a podcast with each book each month. We hope you will listen in and can enjoy reading the books yourself. You can find a link to our monthly podcast on our Twitter page, at Galena Library. Well, from me and all members of the book club, Thanks for listening, and... Welcome, Welcome to the Book Club. Club! We'll see you in August!